0: Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We are here on the banks of a no-name lake. I've got Cody Nelson. We're in Colorado. We're at my place here and we've got the Roaring Fork River in the background. I'm can, not leaving. You're not leaving. Cody is staying. We can look up at uh, Mount Sopras which is uh, 12,950 feet and I can look up there where I've Almost summited. I still need to climb Mount Sopras. I got about 500 yards from the top and got in a big lightning storm. So my wife and I boogied down, but it's covered in snow right now. Um, Cody, we've got you here for a few more hours. I want to cover some more questions with uh, podcast listeners. I put it out there to the listeners like I usually do to uh, get people to ask any glassing questions, any optics questions. I've been calling you for years, even before you were with Go Hunt. Uh, I've been calling you the glassing guru, and I've called you that for probably 15 or 18 well, yeah, years—pretty pro- long time. And I've—I mean, I nicknamed you that a long time ago, yeah. the optics authority. So it's great to have Cody Nelson here want to encourage you guys, if you have any optical needs at all, tripod, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, anything to do with glassing. Range finders. Give Cody a call, 702-847-8747. You can also, that's extension 2. You can also send him an email at optics at gohunt.com. Let's just dive right into the questions. Hammer, let's go. Best pan head for 15 by 56? You know, um,
1: You know, we've been in this last year i've come to like the uh the Surrey VA5 VA5 um i don't think there's a better head on the market for the price um you're talking about 160, 165 bucks 164.99 um it's a it, it's a 100% you know ultra compact uh fluid head um Jay, you'll know what i mean by that. i say this i i think that this is actually a better head than the old 701 HDV, which is saying to me is saying a lot,
0: which I still have on one of my yep.
1: tripods. Um I I it's I just think it's a great value. It's Arcus Swiss compatible.
0: Well, it's cheaper too. Well, yeah, it, it's a $100 it, well, cheaper. Well, and they don't
1: even, yeah, they don't even make the they don't even make the 701 HDV anymore, but I I you know, I've just I've I've switched a couple of my heads out. Um, you know guys it weighs just a little bit over a pound and and you know if you're i just think that the smoothest whether you're using 15s a btx or a pair of 10s i think it's all around one of the smoothest easiest you know maneuverable tripods there is or i mean heads, you know on a tripod that there is Great. so va5 $164.99.
0: Let's see, your thoughts on Cabela's Euros 15 by 56, what would be your top four pairs of 15s in order?
1: In order? Kind of put me on the spot now, aren't you? You know, I think that's an interesting question, and I think I don't want to, you know, look, I mean, I've got vendors, and I have to be, you know, partial, but let's be honest with each other. The the fact of the matter is is that there is there's a number of fifteens out there and there's a couple of them that are more expensive than the others. And I would tell you that those, you know, I, I'm, and I'm not gonna hide behind it, but the the Swarovski and the Zeiss are my two favorite fifteens. I don't think But they're also at the top of the pile as, far the as the they're at the top of the pile as far as the price and, and I'm sorry, but when when you when it comes down to it, you know the 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 fifteen. You know SLC is my favorite fifteen that's out there, but it's also the most expensive one. I've spent a number of time behind the the um, the, uh, the the Zeiss, and I, I think that's absolutely a one hundred percent quality piece of gear. Um, I, I'm proud of that piece of gear because I actually got to sit in the meetings when we talked about you know creating it. So um, you know, for eighteen hundred bucks, you know, and we give a hundred and fifty dollar gift card away with it. I, I mean, that's a great value.
0: Um, you know. Well, I mean, you use the old Zeiss fifteen sixties forever. Oh, I I, I use
1: those. F- I I use those forever. They're those still were- phenomenal. I, I used glass. to use the fifteen doctors.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, those you know that those pieces of glass back in the day were as good as it got, but. Um, you know, uh, the Kaibab 15 from Vortex, they don't make it anymore, but you know, that was, you know, for the, for, for paying 1300 bucks, that was a great piece of glass. You know, uh, I, I think you have to really look at what you're trying to do. Um, the loophole 15 that we sell, that's a good piece of glass. Uh, by the way, the Vortex now is an 18 by 56. Um, so, you know, but those are also in a, in a whole nother price category. They're down in the 1300s. Um, as to the guy's question about the Cabela Euros, the Cabela Euros are a great piece of glass. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's it just, it is what it is. They, 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 I mean, it's a Miopta product. Miopta makes them. You know, Mioptic's always been known for good coatings. You know, it's, uh, the, the, no- the only knock I have about the Cabela's is, is that they're heavy. But so are Meoptas. And I'm not trying to hammer Meoptas. Just, it is what it, it is. It just is <laughs> Put what it is. They, they just weigh what they weigh. So, um, But, yeah, I, 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 I think what people need to really do is I think they need to go to these stores. They need, you know, um, I mean, you can ask them to go outside. You can try to compare them to the best of your ability. Put your eyes on them i'm sorry my eyes don't lie i know what works and and what what you know what allows me to glass for 10 hours a day so i just you know i hope nobody's offended by my answer or you know i'm I'm sure i mean
0: everybody's eyes are different everybody's
1: eyes are different and and i think somebody you know those guys need to look at okay how much are you spending behind the glass I mean, are you a guy that's going to spend, you know, 60, 80, you know, days a year behind them? You got to make decisions on what works for you and what's going to treat you the best. And I think you just, you have to go put your eyes on glass and go do that and decide for yourself which ones make the most, you know, uh, because this whole conversation goes back to what I've always said. Buy the best glass you can afford, put it on a tripod and slow down. Mm -hmm. and by doing that you're going to you're going to afford yourself less eye strain by buying the best glass by putting on a a tripod you're gonna you know you're gonna settle the glass down it's not gonna move it's less eye strain and you know by slowing down you're gonna it's all about keeping things quiet and being able to 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 be still and be able to let your eyes work so I hope that answers guys' questions. If they want to talk to me about it and call me, you know, sometime during the week, I'd be more than happy to discuss it
0: with them. Next question, Swarrow SLC 10x42 versus 10x56, pros and cons of each?
1: Well, I think the first thing that needs to be said is, is that, to my knowledge, the 10x56 is not... It's a special order in the United States right now. It is not regularly on shelves. There may be a few people in the country that have them,
0: not very many. But I think he's talking about honestly, I think he's saying 1050. Well, it, yeah. I think that's what he's asking, but I'm Well, not
1: and sure. then they the, and they don't even make the 1050 SLC anymore. They make a 1050 EL. So, is he
0: talking about 50 it, it, or is he talking about 1556s? No, I think he's talking about 1042 versus 10 by 56, just talking about yeah. glass to glass so, weight. So
1: even if it is 56 or 50, it doesn't matter because I'm going to give you the same answer. Here it is. If you are wearing these on your chest, primarily as a chest glass, and they're probably not going to wind up on. On a tripod, I'm going 1042s. There's no reason to carry that extra weight because you're probably going to have a, a spotting scope or tripod with you, or I mean, a spotting scope or a, a set of 15s. Okay. Can,
0: can I throw something? Jet, for sure. Just sure. For those out there that don't understand the difference between a 1042 and a 1056, the 42 represents the objective portion. So the furthest from your eye, the closest to your eye would be the ocular lens, the yep. objective lens would be. Out on the back side of the binocular. So, 42, so millimeters 42 millimeters versus 50 or 56 50. millimeters. So the 42 millimeter tube is going to be a smaller tube. So when Cody talks about 10 by 42s being lighter, why are they lighter? Because the objective is smaller. Yes. So you're dealing with a smaller piece. Of glass, as well as all of the housing that goes around it. Yeah. That's and if, why and and if this lively.
1: gentleman's talking, or I'm not sure who sent the message in, but if this person's talking about the 10 by 56, it's the same body as a 1556 Swarovski. Okay. So That's a good point. But regardless of brand or anything, if I, it, it, now, if you told me that I'm going to use a set of 1050s or, um, yeah, ten fifty six, and that I was primarily going to use them on a tripod, but they could still wind up in my chest pack. I'm going to tell you right now: the the ten to fifty sixes in your chest pack—that's a lot of glass to have in your chest pack. Heavy. Yeah, some guys wear their 15s. I don't. It's you can debate it until you're blue in the face. It doesn't matter. the The bottom line is they're heavy. Um, if I'm going to glass with them off a tripod and I'm going to try to utilize that, that 10 power, um, you know, kind of lessens the, uh, yeah, the uh, um, uh, mirage and, and all. I mean, there's a whole number so of reasons. now
0: you're putting them on a tripod. Yeah,
1: now you're putting them on a tripod. You're going to go with the 56. I'm going to go with the, the, the 50s or the 56s because it's going to be a really good piece of glass off of a tripod. Right. So if I'm really going to spend that time, you're going to get a wide field of view and you're going to get, I mean, super, super bright.
0: Right. Because the eggs Like are that
1: early morning, like if you told me that, you know, we were going to sit up on a knob and we're going to glass bears until like, you know, they, they wake up or they, they, they start feeding into the dense timber or something, I, I'm like, I'm thinking, man, I, I want super, super bright. Right. And wide. And wide. Right. So I can kind of see that stuff. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that answers the question that he's wanting. Because there's, I mean, Jay, you know as well as I do, we've talked about this before, there's a lot of good coosier hunters that have lived off of a 10 by 50.
0: Yeah, I used to have use and, and
1: I, And, you know, and I, I've used those and, and, and I love them, but there's a lot of good coosier hunters, a lot of good hunters that have spent a number of years glassing solely with a 10 by 50, in a, in a spotting scope, and they've killed some of the, the, the most impressive trophies I've ever seen.
0: Next question, it's, don't quite understand it, but let's try and work through it. Self-taught hunter out west. hmm Post basics, comma. Question is where? C- question. Water, mountain, or canyon? Self-taught hunter out west, comma. Post basics, question is where water mountain or canyon when he's saying post basics maybe he's asking what are your basics like glassing basics is that what uh, what are you getting out of that question Uh, well um where's he looking
1: yeah and the first thing i'm going to say is all the above um find a target rich environment and put the glass to it and see what's there and if you don't find what you're looking for go to another spot that, I mean, unf- I mean that I kind of take that from it. But yeah. then, as far as the basics go, I, I mean, you know, I I would tell you that you know to have at least a 10 power piece of glass. I would tell you to mount it on a tripod, and I would tell you to methodically. You know, look at your your entry and exit points and, and your wide open spaces. And when those don't have any game in them, I'd really start concentrating on the heavy stuff.
0: The, the thicker stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, I'll add to that with, you know, you say water, mountain, canyon. I want to be up on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I want to be up on top of the canyon edge. Yep, yep. I want to be looking down and across if possible. Yep. I want to have an. When I say up, I want to be looking down. Why do I want to be looking down? I want to be looking over brush into an open area rather than being lower looking up because when you're up looking down, it opens everything up. Exactly. When you have a bird's eye view, so picture yourself a bird trying to get high in the air to look down. That's basically what I try and do. I I just try and get up and right. look down and across. I think
1: it's the simple thing of if you're looking at a slope and it's a 45 degree slope and I'm looking in, into that, you know, at at, at that at angle, the ground level, that ground level, you're 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 kind of looking you're trying to brush. look over or through brush when you're above it looking now at 90 degrees, right? Right. Now you're now I mean you're looking not only you're above it and you're looking down into those little pockets. Pros and cons Speaking of which, how many times have we literally been in different positions—one lower, one higher—and you're and you're saying, I- "I'm looking right where you're telling and me I to look," and that's I right. can't see that deer. Yeah. But the guy that's you know five, six, seven, eight, a thousand feet above him is is like he's in plain sight. He's, he's laying out in the, out in the sun.
0: Yeah, yeah. To me, elevation is everything. Get yep. as high as you can. Look down and across. If you can get higher, get higher. Keep going high. That's what I I. Gain the I high try ground, go to the high ground. Period, uh, guys. Also, on these questions, um, it helps us out if you can be very specific. If you have to send them in two slides, if you have to send me personal messages, do not be afraid to be you know, um, lengthy over descriptive and lengthy <laughs> in your questions. It helps us answer. So, uh, pros and cons of the bino and spotting scope bandit. Oh.
1: So, and you know, maybe some of the guys don't know what they're what they're talking about. So we have a uh, a bino bandit, and it's basically um, what it's doing is it's blocking out around your eyes. It's blocking out the ambient light.
0: Okay. So in other words, if I think I know what they're talking about, it's it's like it's a it's a neoprene
1: sleeve. That goes around your pe eye, your, eye pieces, your you know, eye cups. Right. And then basically kind of, when you press your face into, your, to look through, it kind of molds around the outside so of your... So any
0: light coming through is coming through the binocular. You're not getting correct. any outside light coming correct. through to yep. mess with your eye.
1: So, um, and then there's also one for the spotting scope that, you know, kind of does the same thing. And it, the, I like them, um, number one, uh... Uh, if anybody's ever glassed with me, they'll notice that I n- nine times out of ten they have my head cocked you know my hat cocked over to one side and and blocking the light and there are still times I do that and here's what i'll take away from this. I think that they're absolutely one hundred percent worthy products. The only thing I do not like about them period is that if you have spent the morning trying to get up to your hiking your, your glassing spot and um you go to put your face into an enclosed where there's no airflow you are going to fog your optics so i just tell people use them when they're appropriate Like, you know, I, I, you know, Jay, we've talked about this before about having the hat brim over the top of your optics and people are like, God, I don't know why I keep fogging my, my optics up. Well, turn your hat backwards or take it off, cool off a little bit and, and, and let that airflow you know, that's coming off your breath and everything dissipate and get away from your optics because, um, people sometimes fog their optics up and it's, it's literally 100% caused by the heat coming off their body yeah the other way to combat that is if you know you're going to get up to the top of the hill and you've got your binos handy which um, some guys obviously with a chest rig but if if you keep your binos close to your chest and under your jacket or whatever you're hiking with when you take them out the optics will be basically the same temperature or close to that and you'll caught, you'll, you won't fog your, your lenses up. So, yes, the Bino Bandits are a fantastic product. I say use them, they are a lifesaver when you're using them in the middle of the day or when that sun is just right, you know, perpendicular to you and coming right into your glass. I, I, they're, I think they're a fantastic product.
0: Cody, you, you hit something I want to also mention. Uh, if you leave your binos in your truck or if you leave them, if you're backpack hunting and you leave them out, and or the opposite of that would be you if you're you know able to go if you're tent camping or take the binos inside where you can take them at a warmer temperature and not let them sit out in the truck overnight where you know sometimes mule deer hunting in colorado it'll be you know five degrees all of a sudden those binos are very very cold i found if you can keep those binos in a warmer situation yeah that's if they're too cold, and you put them up to your exactly. warm body after you've hiked up, they're going to fog gonna immediately. Fog up. If you can put them under your jacket and warm those binos up, yep. they're not going to fog as bad. Yep, this is exactly what I was talking about. Okay. Uh, question here: What binos do you use? Uh, I'll I'll go through my binos, and then Cody can go through his. So I use ten by forty two el binoculars around my neck. I almost always have the 15 by 56 Swarovski SLCs in my pack. I tend to use the modular system Swarovski 95 millimeter, the 30 30 to 70 eyepiece on Mm -hmm. the 95 millimeter as my spotting scope. I also have the 65 millimeter. I 90% of the time I'm using the 95. And then I have the BTX, the Swarovski BTX, and then I also have the Swarovski Twin Spotters. Now, the Twin Spotters are a 25 by 50 wide-angle eyepiece uh, with a 65-millimeter STS Swarovski Objective. Sure. Um, So those are, you know, I've used the Dr. 40s. I've used the um, COAs. Uh, I've used the BTX and I use the twin spotters. I currently own the twin spotters and I currently own the BTX.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I have an eight, uh, I use a a eight by 42, uh, eel range. Most of the time as chest glass. Um, typically speaking in guys, sometimes this is an unfair question for me, not because I'm not afraid to answer and tell you what I own personally, but I'm constantly testing other products. Right. And that's basically how I can sit and talk and be able to at least with some certainty that, you know, I, I
0: So you very rarely have the same pair of binos. Uh, yeah, I mean on it's,
1: you. yeah, I mean and I I you know, if you're just talking about a typical coos deer hunt, I, I almost always have my eights, I have a set of fifteens, um, and I and I will go I will bounce back and forth between twelve and fifteens depending on where I'm hunting. And then I almost always have um, I almost never go anywhere without a spotting scope. Um, and then as of lately, um, I have been absolutely, I, I, personally, I have fallen in love with the BTX. So yes, uh, I think for, for glass and long range and doing stuff that, you know, there's really not much that I can, I can miss now.
0: Question here: You teased in a podcast about a new value tripod setup for about hundred and fifty bucks, I think. Any updates?
1: Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, that's still in the works. Um, top I, secret, top double. Well, secret. but it's not. It, it's it, it's a package that we used to have, and um, our the manufacturer, you know, from Suré, they they basically stopped making it. Um they have brought it out in okay. some some different colors and um I have been negotiating and just trying to make sure that the prices are right and putting it together with the right head because we wanted to sell it as a package. Um I have used the tripod. I've been extremely happy with the tripod. Um I I I don't want to get into too many more details Um, we're trying to do that tripod for under 200 bucks. Um, we, I know that it's a, it's a phenomenal value. Um, and you know, the fact that it is, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm working on it and it, and I know some guys, you know, there's, and especially with all this talk of tariffs and, you know, some of the stuff coming in from out of country, it, it just, it's, you know, it's gotten tougher and tougher on certain things. And uh, so I'm just trying to make sure that we can put this package together and that we can, you know, have it for some time to come. So it's, it is it is being worked on. It's, I don't want to even really say it and talk this top secret. It's just, it's a package. It's not even that, double top well, secret? Well, yeah. I mean, we just, it, it's a package that we used to sell and they used to have. And and it was such a great value that all of a sudden the manufacturer just stopped making it. and without saying i mean we were like i'm like hey i mean you know god that was such a good value and 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 our people really liked it our customers raved about it what you know what can we do to bring that back and so i'm just i'm kind of a little bit at the mercy of how you know how fast
0: we can do that so um, i am working on it is a spotting scope needed if you're already using 12 by 56 well i
1: I would personally say that there's always room for a spotting scope.
0: Yeah. Um, And I would add 12 by 56s are great. Yeah. But when you're trying to really define and really try and and measure up a trophy animal and whether you're judging body size, whether you're judging, you know, trying to count rings on a sheep and and count annuli, or if you're trying to look at, you know, a coos deer rack. Is it possible
1: he could be talking about 15s?
0: He says is because, it, no, it's 12 by 50. Okay, Cause, and
1: the reason I ask is is because, well, because does it matter whether the, well, it's 12 it, or 50? Yeah, no, because here's the thing. We we get I get a ton of questions at the, at, at, on email that talk about well, I hate spotting scopes or I don't, you know, or I may, you know, maybe they do or they don't and they're just trying to find out would a 15 help their long range glassing and I'll I'll absolutely say yes. Cause you're going to pick out more detail with the fifteens and you are the tens. It's just five more power. It's just, it's just, it, it's that much easier. And there's a lot of guys that just cannot look through a, a, a spotting scope for very long. And I have that question at least, I would say without being at least 10 times a week, right? I will get guys that, that they're just, they're like, man, I'm just fighting this whole thing with, with the eye cups and, and you, you you go through the whole thing with them, and then you say, well, well, what if I told you that you could, you know, see a lot more game and be more efficient if you used your your binos, and then used your 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 spotting scope to verify and you know to look at a, a certain slope, but you know, but normally you're looking eighty five percent of your time, and and I I also get the same number of people that come come back and go. Man, I really put that to use this year, and it changed the way that I hunted. Yeah. And I was successful with it.
0: Well, I think something to add, too, with this question of, you know, is a spotting scope needed if you're already using 12 by 56 I mean, if you're strictly a meat hunter, you're hunting cow elk, you're hunting antlerless deer, you don't have any, you know, you're not sheep hunting, you don't have any reason to be trophy field judging, you know, trying to get a better look. Is it a 3-point, a 4-point? You know, is it a 320 bull, a 340 bull? You know, how long are his eye guards? If you're just looking for animals, if it's brown, it's down. Um, you know, 1256 can be fine, and you don't need anything, and you basically just want to have, you know, be able to spot them and go kill them. Fine. But yep. if, if you're doing any trophy field judging at all, if you're doing any sort of aging, I mean, I just think a spotting scope is paramount.
1: Yeah, I, I, I
0: almost never go anywhere without one. What is the best mid-level pair of travel binos in your opinion 150 to 250 range so when he says travel, travel binos maybe he's just talking you know just to have in the truck or possibly just to go overseas and look at you know, um what, wow what would you say in that so and he said travel he says so I'm assuming mid-level pair of travel binos in your opinion 150 to 250. I don't know if he means, like, just around your neck by now, or if he literally means he's going to just sightsee and travel.
1: Well, that's the other thing is is that, uh, so it, it, I'm taking from that that he means, like, like a compact pair of... Like,
0: almost like take to a ball game. Yeah, so,
1: okay, so if you're talking about something like that, um, you know, if you could maybe go to 300 bucks, you could probably do some really good stuff with, with Zeiss um like they have some Terras that are in that range that i think are they they make a let's see it's an eight by 20 or 20 maybe eight by 20 eight by 22 and a in a 10 by 25 um we've sold quite a bit of them at the shop we i don't even have them on the website because we get so little attention to them um but if that gentleman will call me uh i'd be more than happy to talk with him about them and i can you know i can i can get whatever he wants that way in terms of the the companies that we sell yeah um but the Terras, um i sold a set to a guy oh i sold a couple of them um right about the end of the show season and both of those you know they worked out great and got great reviews on them and so um i would tell
0: him. The Terra Eds, um, I think they're they're ten by twenty fives. Desert Muley Hunt this fall. Currently, only have Vortex tens. What's my next purchase? Fifteens? Question mark. Desert yeah. Desert Muley Hunt. I would go with 15s. I would go with 15s as well. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would go to a fifteen power. Put it on a tripod, and you still use your ten Vortex around your neck. Go with the fifteen. Throw them in your pack. Mount them on a tripod and go to work in yep. those desert muleys. Recommendations for tripods. Um, let me go back
1: to the. There's four questions that I think you really need to answer. Number one is is are you talking carbon fiber or aluminum? Number two, flip lock versus uh, uh, twist locks. Number three. Do I want to be able to stand or sit? Um, And really stand or sit really kind of leads itself into, do I ultimately want, you know, ultra lightweight or, or, you know, medium weight to heavy? Um, You know, we do, we sell a ton of uh, Manfrotto and Manfrotto. I would tell you is, is that middle weight um, all the way through, uh, uh, to the heavyweight stuff, um, and remember when we're talking about middleweight to heavyweight, we're talking about stability. We're talking about being able to combat the wind or movement or you know what have you. Um, I think a, a guy if if he wants to go to a two pound tripod, you go to the you know either the the slick six thirty four six thirty five, um, the su ray twelve oh four sk. Those tripods themselves are super compact. You know, I think they go down to 14 inches, just the tripod alone. Um, the 634 goes to 18 inches, but there's only like a two-ounce or two ounce difference or one-ounce difference between the slick 634 and 635. But, you know, one's 14 inches, one 18, you know. Um, I, so I think a guy needs to, to answer some questions, and I think those four questions of the – Uh, of the, uh, the basics need to be answered before, you know, we suggest anything,
0: but, um, yeah. And wouldn't you say, I've heard you say a bunch and I totally agree with you. There's one thing to go super lightweight, super ultra weight, you know, ultra light trying to get the lightest thing possible. But you, when you go super light, you lose stability. The lighter you go, the less stable it is. Obviously there's a happy medium between, right. You know, too light, and tons of vibration, and then too heavy, you can't even get it up the mountain. But it's you know steady as a rock. There's is middle ground.
1: I, I think that when 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 a person talks about a, a two pound tripod, let's just say with a pound head, and he's at three pounds, that's typically about as lightweight as, as that I like to go. I know you. I know there's guys out there going, Ah, oh, mine's you know. I, I I'm not having that argument. Right. What I'm saying is. For me personally, I find that the tripods and the heads that make up that combination, that's kind of my 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 compromise. I'm not compromising any more stability than that.
0: Right, and you throw in real-life hunting conditions with outside in right. the wind. You want to eliminate as much vibration as possible. That's the whole reason why you're using a, a tripod. And you, if you can eliminate that cool. vibration by using a more... Uh, maybe a little heavier than what you need but i always like to i I always like to air a little bit heavier than what you need
1: and then there's so many guys these days that you know start shooting off their tripods that's a whole nother well you know hey look if anybody's looked through a pair of binos and i'm just going to use the thousand yard mark and you're looking at a deer and the wind's blowing i'm just going to say 10 miles an hour and you get that little shimmer You're, I mean, I don't, that could happen with a five pound tripod. Yeah. So, you know, I just think you got to answer those questions. And, um, but yeah, we, and we, we run the gamut. We sell all that.
0: Got a question here. How long have the mule deer antlers been growing? Uh, This is June 1st. Uh, I've been seeing mule deer bucks, Uh, seen mule deer bucks literally out, you know, seven eight inches starting to grow out from their their base from the burr um from the pedicle out i haven't seen anything forking yet i've seen a handful of bucks the buck that
1: i saw this morning you know the bigger of the two maybe was kind of to that almost and ears almost the ears and just had two you know was just starting you know look real bulbous
0: you yeah. know like bulbs at the end i mean yeah they're they've got a ways long way to go yeah archery bull hunt with a weak rut how are you going to hunt water stock call et cetera? okay so this is a question Ar- archery bull hunt with a weak rut how are you going to hunt water stock call et cetera? well You know, are we talking Arizona? Are we talking New Mexico, Colorado, Utah? Where are we elk hunting? That would be the first question I'd ask. Let's just assume it's Arizona. Uh, A weak rut, I'm going to get up high. I'm going to glass. I'm going to try and pattern them. I'm going to try and figure them out. That may mean that I don't hunt for a few days. I'm just up glassing, trying to figure out the bull that I want to shoot. What's he doing? Where's he going? How's he entering the trees? Where's he leaving the trees? How does he come back in every afternoon? Yep. And trying to study everything about it. That's How, one.
1: how about this little nugget of information? <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. How about looking at him with your glass and trying to figure out and kind of knife in on him? As opposed to going and getting and writing in their kitchen and start blowing your calls because at a certain time if if you're not hearing them bugling and they're not going crazy and it's not quote unquote the drill. I think that's one of the biggest mistake guys make is they just start pounding on them and you know and blow them out of the country because there's they they're so enamored with the fact that they want to hear an elk respond to their right. call which b- believe me i i think it's one of the coolest things you can do in the in the woods but
0: well i mean it just we're sitting I, here in my living room. pattern them. yeah pattern them. we're doing a podcast if someone comes bursting through the door right now and hey guys let's party <laughs> you know we're gonna probably look at them like hey we're doing a podcast here but you know maybe at uh eight o'clock tonight when the tv's on and people are <laughs> over and someone says hey guys and well, at that point, it's like, "Come on in so it's it's I see what you're saying yeah, is don't just drive into them and just fire away. I
1: think guys, if you look if you're that well patterned and you've got the wind right and you know what they're doing it, you know and, and they're gonna you're gonna know they're there right so um, I, I just yeah pattern them pattern them is one thing. I'm not a water guy, Jay. I've sat water. Maybe a, I'm going to say a dozen times, and I, yeah. I'm i so just not a water guy. In
0: arid places like Nevada, um, like southern Utah, in some places, New Mexico, Arizona, even some places in Colorado, maybe on the plains and such, where you've got units that are you know arid don't have a ton of water water's a premium if it gets warm if the rut's not cranking you've got a good wallow to sit it can be super effective if you've got a water hole i know in arizona uh if it gets hot and dry you sit water and if you be consistent sit at the same water and just sit day after day you find a, a water that they're really using it can be an incredible way to kill an elk so yes i mean i would agree water um stalking if if the rut is weak stalking can be pretty difficult um if you want to send someone high and use an earpiece use a radio and states that it's legal that can be a super deadly way if they're not bugling a bunch but you've got someone up high and your eyes in the sky and he can tell you okay you're at the edge of the meadow you need to close another 200 yards they're out in the meadow, you can get to the edge of the trees, you know, you're, you're ahead of them, don't worry about it, get your wind right, you know, or if, or if someone's saying, hey, you need to move along, they're, they're working their way towards the yep. big spruce tree, if you can be by the spruce tree, you know, that's an, a tactic uh, that can possibly be used. And then calling, I think Cody uh, brings up a good point that if they're not really going that well, it's kind of hard to be super effective with calling. Although I've seen it where if you come in with the right attitude and the right temperament and it's blow ca- in soft calls soft, and quiet. just, just kind of at, you know, if they're going crazy, you go crazy. If they're just kind of exactly. subtle and quiet, then and I think they, that's absolutely correct. Kind of just take their temperature. I mean, we've all heard that a million times, take their temperature, see what they're doing and try and play into that hand. I think that those are some tips uh, that I would give. We've got a question here. 12 by 50 EL or 15 by 56 SLC for glassing off a tripod already have tens before we get to the, we get this you know we've already it, talked about it multiple times it, today it, yeah so it's it's on the forefront of people's minds yep. tens 12s 15s you know what should I think use? this is a simple glassing scenario a
1: me personally you've already got tens I'm sorry, there is nothing that I can't do with a set of tens that you're doing with your twelves, right? I have a little bit wider field of view. you have a little bit more power. There's a trade-off there. I may have to slow up and find things that are a little bit more distant, but yet I may find things moving that you can't see in your field of view. So with that being said, I would if I already had tens, I would jump to the 15s. I think you're now if you have eights and you want to jump to twelves. I get it. So the question that he's asked, you know, he's probably not going to go and get rid of his tens and buy eights to get 12s. But I would just tell him real simply, if you've already got tens by the 15s.
0: Yeah. That for I, I me, hundred percent, I would agree with that. Uh, totally agree with that. Well, Cody, that uh, concludes our questions here. Uh, I want to thank you for spending time with us. Uh, want you to have a safe drive home. Want to encourage the listeners to reach out to Cody, uh, at, at 702, uh, 847, uh, 847, 8747 yep. excuse me. I, I just <laughs> lost my train of thought. That's all right. Uh, extension two. You can also email him at optics at dot want to reiterate that Cody spends every single day answering emails and talking on the phone to customers. I mean, that's what you love, that your passion fl- is talking optics, yeah. talking glassing with people, helping them make the right decision yep. to pick out glass.
1: Yep, and I, I talk to the most experienced people that you can ever imagine and learn things, and, and we, we figure out the best scenario for them and, and all the way down to the guy that has never hunted before in his life.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful thing, and I know I get uh, feedback almost daily from people that you've helped. I want to encourage the listeners to give Cody a call. He's going to give you a great deal. Mention the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Yes, sir. Um, And, uh, Cody, always great. I just want to give you a chance if you have uh, anything that you feel like we didn't touch on or anything coming up that you need to kind of point out.
1: Um, everybody know that, uh, what today's, uh, we're, we're June one, right? right? Yeah. June one. So what do you got? 11, 10 days left to the draw.
0: Yep. For Arizona.
1: Um, so don't forget that. Uh, know that we have added a bunch of Vortex product, um, new product to the, uh, the website. Um, we've added some scopes and some binoculars and, and we added some, uh, in, in, into that, uh, beginner level stuff. We had a lot of questions from our, our, uh, our customers and, and people that, you know, were wanting to, to get into hunting and didn't want to quite spend so much money. But, um, so we've really broadened our, our footprint and we're continuing to do that. You know, we're in, in, this will be happening with all the brands. We're always looking for the best product to serve our customers so check out the the vortex stuff and and see what's new and and uh and yeah hopefully it'll it'll uh
0: help you out guys you can also go back to episodes 564 that was one we did with the the, the vortex rep jared bernstein uh also 562 with the zeiss rep uh, Cortland. Uh, and th- that's great value. I get a lot of um, podcast listeners saying they picked up a lot from that. We're going to have some other manufacturers on as well, the, the uh, manufacturers that Cody carries, different ones throughout this summer. Uh, guys, we're kind of in just really getting into the peak season of thinking about all of the upcoming fall hunts. We've got the Arizona deadline on June 11th, uh, but, you know, June, July, and August, that's, you know, when everybody's prepping, shooting their bows, shooting their rifles. Uh, Getting all their optics and getting everything dialed in with their tripods, uh, mounting systems, just getting everything ready to go. Um, You know, just super fun time being a hunter, especially going into this 2019 fall season with the, you know, widespread, uh, amazing moisture that we've had across the Southwest. Uh, certainly the guys in Arizona, Southern Utah, Nevada, and, and New Mexico are doing backflips because <laughs> this is moisture like we haven't seen in a long, long time. So, you well, know, excitement level, yeah, Cody is super I, high with everyone we're talking to. I would to. just to
1: add to that, just to the, I mean, I know certain guys wait to the last minute for certain things and maybe it's not their fault or what, but hey, if you got a scenario or, you know, something's pretty in depth or give us a call now. Yeah. Let's talk it out and let's get you thinking about it and maybe you can or can't pull the trigger today but you know prepare for it so we already know some of the answers I'll help you do that I mean we you know we can build you know a package or whatever you're trying to accomplish and we can have it kind of already thought out um you know, and guys for the rifle scopes. If you are you know thinking about buying new rifle scopes and putting it on your, you know, I know we haven't even had like the Arizona draw, but a lot of the draws have happened throughout the West. Do not wait.
0: Yeah, get I ready. mean,
1: get ready. Prep. If up, you're going to change your scope, let's get it done now. Let's get your turrets built, your your ballistic, your loads, get everything done, and get the right information. And and the more time and that you save yourself that way, the more methodical you can be and the more accurate you can be and all those things. So I would just tell people, like, if you're going to change something, let's get it done.
0: Cody, I thank you for taking uh, care of a lot of the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners and uh, just encourage you guys to give Cody a call. I also want to thank the other sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. You can find out more at Kuyu, that's K-U-I-U.com. Also, Canyon Coolers, if you guys are in need of a new cooler this summer uh, for the fall hunts, check out CanyonCoolers.com, use the jscott 19 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. If you're looking for the best digiscoping device out on the market today, look at Phonescope.com, use the jscott 19 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. And then xmaps.com, the best hunting uh, mapping app on your phone that you can get. Go to onyxmaps.com. Use the jscott19 promo code. You're going to get a 20% off on all orders. Cody Nelson, awesome having you here. Uh, looking forward to. I'm not leaving. You're not leaving. He's loving Colorado guys. I'm not leaving, and uh, we're gonna go have some dinner tonight. I'm gonna. I've already showed him some of my fishing holes. Unfortunately, we're kind of in runoff stage uh, here. I do have the GPS coordinates. Yes. So, so <laughs> call Cody if you want my my fishing holes. And uh, Cody, it's always great. Uh, again, I want to encourage the listeners: seven zero two eight four seven eight seven four seven extension two. He's working his way diligently to number one, but we're not there yet. Um, guys, <laughs> thanks uh, for having the, me, Jay. To the listeners out there, thank you so much for your support. And I really appreciate uh, all of the feedback that I get through my Instagram account or through my email. You can reach me at uh, jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can send me a DM at jscottoutdoors on Instagram. Uh, until next time, guys, God bless. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it.